0: Welcome back to the Shadow Band podcast. This week I have something a little different for everyone. I wanted to bring it back to something we talked about way back in the day on our very first episode, Project Bluebeam. We have a lot of new listeners to the podcast and I wanted to give everyone something other than the normal current event conspiracy talk and kind of dive into something I've done a lot of research on in the past few years. Rather than just posting our first episode again, I figured I would share something with all of you that you may not know is out there. Some of you may know, but many of you might not know. I'm a co host on another podcast called the Infinite Rabbit Hole Podcast, which can be found on all platforms. Before I joined the Infinite Rabbit Hole, I was invited on as a guest to share some of my thoughts and theories about Project Bluebeam with the old cast of the show. So this week, I decided to share that episode with all of the Shadow Band listeners in hopes of not only giving a little more detail on Project Bluebeam, but also hoping some of you would go find my other show and give us a follow over there and help us grow Infinite Rabbit Hole as you've helped us grow Shadow Band Podcast. I hope you all enjoy this episode, and I hope to see you all give us a follow and check out some of what we have to offer over there. Enjoy.
1: welcome back to infinite rabbit hole everybody i am your host jeremy today we have a full cast we have the entire cast of infinite rabbit hole today first up to bat we have cj cj what's going on man what's happening brother not much not much ready for this one and second to bat we have andrew andrew what's up dude hey oh i'm doing well how are you i'm doing good man and everyone's favorite cryptid wes what's up dude
2: What's
1: up? Is <laughs> <laughs> that a good cryptid voice? I don't know. Welcome back to the show, dude. It's good to be back. This is the first time that we have the whole new cast in one place at the same time for Infinite Rabbit Hole. Congratulations, guys. We've made it to the season finale of season two. That's when everyone can kind of chime in and be like, Woo, yeah, we made it. I'm definitely putting cricket sound effects. There. No thanks. <laughs> that was
2: just straight up. I was like, "Okay, no one else is saying anything. Maybe I'm not supposed hey, to say anything."
3: Congratulations! A little, a little
1: yeah.
3: Woo! <laughs> Yay!
1: <Yeah. laughs> no team spirit whatsoever. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate that, let's, you guys. Let's let's redo that. Let's redo that. No, I'm, no, no, I'm brand new to this no. team.
3: I I need to figure out my place. The, okay,
1: the, the awkwardness is what makes us us. Uh, I need the listeners to know that you guys are all assholes. That's what I need them to know.
4: <laughs> I mean, you could have just asked me, and I would have just told you I am. Right? We probably would have gotten a better response, too. Like, and these assholes, and all of us would have been
2: like, hey! hey.
4: That's how we're going to introduce
1: it for now, and it's going to be your host, Jeremy, and your co-host, <laughs> the assholes. Hey.
4: Hey. hey! This is about to turn into a, a episode of Pee Wee's Playhouse. What's the keyword assholes? We have a guest,
1: of course, just like we do every day. But today's a special guest because I search far and wide for this guy. He is the host of the Shadow Band podcast. His name is Jeff. Jeff, what's going on, man?
0: What's going on with you, buddy?
1: Not much. Welcome
0: to Infinite Rabbit Hole. I appreciate you guys having me and I appreciate you calling me a special guest. That makes me feel quite special.
1: The reason why you're a special guest is because since day one of this podcast, I've wanted to do three topics. The very first episode was supposed to be Jersey Devil, which I still haven't done. Then I wanted to do Sleep Paralysis, which we did with episode three, and I wanted to do Project Bluebeam. The problem with Project Bluebeam is that I needed somebody who was able to offer more to the subject than I was able to offer. And I needed a specialist, somebody who can really take this episode and blow it up. Trying to jog my memory here, but we met on a podcasting page on Facebook, right?
0: That is correct.
1: We got the chat in a little bit, and I checked out his very first episode on the Band podcast, which he does, by the way, with his cousin Jade and her husband Creamer. And his very first episode was Project Bluebeam. I was stoked. I checked it out. I was like, this is it. This is the guy. This is the guy I need for my Project Blue Beam episode. And not only was am I so confident that this guy is going to blow your fucking heads away with how much he knows about this conspiracy theory and how much sense he's going to make and how far down the rabbit hole we're going to go, but I made this the season finale of season two. So... That's why you're a special guest, Jeff, and I just want to say thank you once again for coming on to this show today because I know this is going to be a wild episode.
3: No pressure, man, right?
1: (laughs) No pressure.
0: I appreciate it, dude. Thanks, man. I'm here, man. Let's do it. I'm ready.
1: Right on, and I like to think that you're the reason why this is the first time I'm able to get the entire cast on one episode.
4: True story. I was already listening to his podcast before you told me about it. That's crazy, Ooh. man. How did you find it?
0: Can I ask you that? Where'd you, where'd you find uh, it? At?
4: Yeah, I was in, I, I hang on a Discord server called Cast Junkie. And I was looking for occult and conspiracy related podcasts, and somebody uh, mentioned Shadow Band to me. And I was like, okay. Oh. I subscribed.
0: That's cool, man. That's awesome. Well, appreciate it.
4: <laughs> I, I don't know where
1: to start. I guess we'll just start with a, a quick overall summary of Project Bluebeam. In 1994, an author by the name of Serge Monastat. Serge Monast published a work by the name of Project Bluebeam. In his work, Monast claimed that NASA and the United Nations were cooperatively attempting to implement a New Age religion with the Antichrist heading the religion and giving birth to a new world order by use of a projected second coming of Christ using technologies such as holograms in the sky on a worldwide scale. So that's Project Bluebeam in a nutshell, guys. Jeff, you got anything to add to that? Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things right off the bat, right? Number one, with a lot of conspiracies that I like to target heavily, um, there's a lot of like official documents that I can find, right? I'm I'm that guy. I like to spend free time on the CIA's website, digging through the library, reading documents, right? With right. Bluebeam, there's not, there, there is none of that, right? There's no actual document that says this is a plan. So it's all speculation. Um, however, you know, being the conspiracy guy, right? You connect so many dots and, you know, all the roads kind of lead to one place. So in my mind, this is kind of where it is and holograms in the sky, you know, that's, I feel like that's base level of the conspiracy, right? If you're just trying to get into it, you want to understand what it is. Holograms projected in the sky is like the very, as I like layer one of the rabbit hole, you know what I mean?
1: This Serge Manast, let's talk about him a little bit because he's kind of the grandfather of this whole Project Bluebeam thing. He's the one that brought it to the surface. So uh, Serge Manast was a journalist and author from Quebec. In the 1990s, Manast began writing about many conspiracy theories, most of which revolved around the formation of a new world order. He believed so much that there was a real issue with a mysterious presence that wanted to build this new world order that he homeschooled his children to make sure that they were not brainwashed by the public school systems. In 1995, Manass claimed that he was being hunted by authorities for networking prohibited information. Manasse began hiding from the public until his whereabouts were discovered in September of 1996, when Canadian authorities took custody of his two children. Soon after this event, Manast began talking about secret plans of the formation of the New World Order again and was arrested on December 4th, 1996 and spent a night in jail until he was released the next morning. The day after his incarceration on December 5th, 1996, Sarge Manast died in his home of an apparent heart attack. Many theories of his death have circulated the internet. One such theory that has gained a lot of steam is that Manasseh was a successful casualty of the United States Project Stargate program and was sex- successfully assassinated by psych- psychotronic means. Now, if anybody is has questions about Project Stargate or the psychotronic means, um, we recently re- uh, were on a episode of Talking with Shadows podcast, where we talked with the, the host there about... Um, the movie uh, Men Who Stare at Goats. And we got really, really deep into the project Stargate and the CIA's uh, MK Ultra. So if anybody's really looking at some deep dive information, go check out that episode. And Jeff, you also have an episode on MK Ultra too, don't you? Uh,
0: I haven't done a full episode on MKUltra in particular. The one I have is called The Montauk Project. Halfway through that <clears throat> episode actually diverged to a CIA document that connects to Stargate. And the document is called the Analysis and Assessment of Gateway Process. Um, you can find it on the CIA's website. Um, it's there. It's on my page. It's all over the place. And on that document, the Analysis and Assessment of Gateway Process, they specifically outline that they can use frequencies to do all sorts of things, like kill tumors, um, you know, control people's minds, and so on and so forth. So,
4: so I just uh, I just think it's interesting right now, especially with the 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 recent relevancy of Project Bluebeam uh, being brought up as often as it has, uh, recently within like YouTube and conspiracy uh, communities and whatnot, uh, being that there are a lot of, uh, uh, religious camps that believe, uh, that the end times are actually upon us, um, primarily Christianity. And then we we talked about how they believe that like the antichrist is coming to, um, like manage the whole program. Right. So, like, um, in, in the past, I spoke with a, a group called RPK, which is a Resurrection Prophecy Kingdom. Um, they're a group of something called Full Preterism, which they believe that all of the prophecies of the Bible were already fulfilled uh, and that the end times are here. Um, and then our very own Jake was on Unexplained Inc. talking about how the end times are currently in process and then... Uh, this project, which is supposed to focus around the Antichrist, is um, uh, what what I'm talking about. Like, a, like more relevant now um, than say in the last five years in itself. Uh, I've I've seen this come up on social media and things like that, even since before we started talking about doing the subject. And then, you know, we have uh like that idea right now with kind of teeter tottering on the political. End of things where they believe that Donald Trump uh, could possibly be uh, this antichrist figure, given the passage in the Bible that uh, the the antichrist will present itself and and people will worship the false prophet under his idol. And there's actually like a group of people that have a big golden Donald Trump statue and they literally worship the damn thing. So. It's kind of interesting that this particular topic has become so relevant with all the uh, religious, uh, uh, I don't have a good word for it, going on that kind of like relates to it in a way.
3: Sure. I was going to say, wouldn't the Antichrist have like the two bumps on his head, though?
4: Not necessarily. I mean, it's described in the Bible, but I mean, if, if we're talking about, Like, say, the King James Version, which is the most relevant version of the Bible right now, you're talking about a 78th edition with over 50,000 edits to it. So, maybe?
0: So, in my personal opinion, it doesn't necessarily have to be the fake coming of Christ that Project Bluebeam is. Again, I feel like that might just be, like, the first layer of the Bluebeam, because not everybody in the world believes in any one particular religion. So, how would you trick everybody with one particular hologram of a religious idol, right? So I, I don't think that the hologram projections in the sky are necessarily the ticket. I think that it's going to be more of a genetic manipulation and, and mind control. You're going to see it, but it's not really there.
2: What if it's a hologram for each area that, you know, like the Middle East, it's, it's demographics. Uh, yeah. 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 You know, like each, each, like there's simultaneously,
0: yeah, I've thought about that, but there would still, you'd still have a problem with convincing everybody. So I, and, and I could be wrong here. This is just my theory, but I personally think that it might have more to do with frequencies. You know, this is where maybe 5G, smart dust and nanotechnologies and these types of might come into play to where these holograms or these projections might be projected into your mind
3: rather than in the sky.
4: Oh, mm. like like an Inception type deal. Okay. Sure.
3: So I know it, it's been in media before, uh, there was, uh, a, a episode of, like South Park, uh, and I think there was something with, um, some other show, but like there was, uh, something that brought, uh, some of the main big religions together, which was like uh, a golden calf, right? Sure. Which brought Christianity, Judaism, and, uh, uh, Muslim religions all together. I feel like Hinduism would probably fall into that too since they do worship cows or cows are sacred, but it's not like something as whatever, but you would still have, uh, outliers. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, like, I I feel what you're saying is, is true. I feel like it would be more of an individual basis or something like presence to that. Yeah. We all know that they've been collecting all of our data for
0: you know, two decades or more now, at least, right? And we're not talking about just our, our texts and our emails, but they're collecting our biodata, right? They're looking into our eyeballs with our cameras and, you know, checking our dilation of our pupils and all these different things. They're checking every piece of biometric data they can. So I, and not only that, but they're getting uh, genetic sequencing from everybody from things like 23andMe, hospitals, you name it. So they have everybody's DNA, they have all of our sequences, they would know exactly what to project in our individual minds that would make us individually believe whatever it is they're projecting. You see what I'm saying? And you would feel it. You wouldn't just see it. You'd feel it and it would be a the same feeling in your body that you would have if you really did see whatever you believed.
4: Would that sort of fall in with the idea behind like things like the Facebook algorithm? Like maybe they're testing the code that would allow them to project such things into people's minds?
0: It could be. Um, I don't, you know, I think things like Facebook, you know, the way that they're tracking again, they're just collecting data. And we know that the government's not just ours, but all of the governments are backdooring that data into their own, you know, AI, quantum AI, supercomputers. So I don't think necessarily it's like Zuckerberg's out there trying to figure this stuff out, even though he might have a hand in funding smaller ventures that are doing these things, if that makes sense.
4: Yeah, like like in the idea of like, what I was talking about, I was like, maybe like Zuckerberg himself is like a puppet and the government is utilizing his his platform uh in order to test algorithms that would determine individual interests to kind of like just kind of put their toe in the water to see like how it would Mm -hmm. go if they like fully launched a project like that 100
0: percent, and you know everything that they do every if you ask me again i'm i'm deep in the hole but if you ask me every event that gets pumped to us right whether it's a shooting or a a virus or whatever event that's like a fear campaign. It's just another like beta test for them to do a little bit more uh, analysis, right? Figure out who's going to react in what ways to these different uh, psyops, these different simulations, these war games that they always do on us until they can figure out exactly what they need to do to pull this off, you know?
2: Well, uh, my question is, I mean, you talked about different ways that they could potentially project this into our mind. Mm -hmm. Like, what would you think would be the main vessel or uh way they would transmit this type of stuff to us
0: sure if you asked me when i filmed my first episode i had a different uh theory than i do now so my current theory is the gene editing um i don't know if you guys know or have heard of the vmat2 gene or the god gene as it's called i feel
2: like the god gene is uh it sounds familiar but i can't remember the specifics of it
0: But the uh, God gene is basically the gene that they've, um, I don't know the word that that I'm looking for, but they know that it's tied to fundamentalism, right, or radical belief, or, you know, uh, even in some cases, like a spiritual belief, you know, fundamentalism, right? So they can isolate this gene. And just like any other gene, they can not only remove it or erase it, but they can uh, manipulate it. So let's say you're a fundamental Christian, for instance you know, and you believe whatever you believe, they might have the ability to change your VMAT2 gene so that now your fundamental Christian belief is whatever the GMO version of that is that they put into you. It's a new code. So they can make you believe in a, a false thing, which could be these religious texts saying, you know, this Antichrist figure might not be a being that is a, a real being, it could be a, a fake god that they just program into your VMAT2 gene
2: well do you do you believe that that's actually necessary considering the fact that throughout humanity's past we've literally gone to war and slaughtered hundreds of thousands if not millions of people in the name of our god like and you know way way back in the past like middle ages and all that like the crusades and all that and i mean the middle east the way the way they live is as if you know they break their tenets of their religion in any way, you know, oh, Allah's going to come down and smite them, you know, uh, I feel like you don't really need to necessarily manipulate that. in most and a lot of people because they're already, it's already so far, like deeply rooted in them, right, that it wouldn't take much to push them much further.
0: You know so I'm I, I agree with you. But here's the, the, the part that really freaks me out about it is when The VMAT2 gene was sequenced and they started figuring out what to do with it. Now, there's a video online. Some people have quote unquote debunked the video, but you know what I mean? We all know how everything is on the internet. Who knows what's fake or not? But there is a video of a scientist. Some think it's Bill Gates. Some think it's not presenting this research to a bunch of the uh, joint chiefs of staff, right? These dudes at the Pentagon. And the whole point was not to necessarily just change the gene, but to erase it altogether so that there wouldn't be people running around with a fundamental belief. And the, one of the Joint Chiefs of Staff even stops him and asks him, so are you telling me that if we alter this gene or suppress this gene, that that'll stop this guy from throwing a vest on and blowing himself up in the market? And that and he said, yes, that's what they're talking about. So even though it's deeply ingrained in those people already, like you're saying, they not they could just out. And now you're not deeply ingrained.
2: So you're talking about using it to prevent people from like being becoming like religious extremists.
0: Yeah. That was the initial pitch. They wanted to cut down on jihadi- jihadism and this was in 2005 when they were fighting in you know Iraq and all this stuff. So that was the pitch to the Joint Chiefs of Staff to get the money for them to be able to push this project further.
4: That's a really bizarre answer to that sort of problem because extremism is typically taught or like brainwashed and i i mean i guess maybe cuz i'm not a scientist or anything like that but i'm having a tough time wrapping my mind around oh hey if we edit your gene you won't be able to be taught to be an extremist
0: there's mixed science on that you know that that's one of the things i push on a lot hard in my podcast is is the difference between what is provable peer reviewed science what's accepted by everybody in a particular field of science as fact and what's still debated and is just accepted as fact by the general public. And that's one of those things. Where is it, you know, uh, born or bred, right? And there's still debate on that. Mm-hmm. So, uh,
3: I do want to ask if, if this would be something that would be plausible, right? Um, do you think it could be uh, used outside of this application to, I guess, stop uh, people that are involved in cults? Like, uh, 100%. or something else like that? like if the like if we can generally stop someone from actively uh doing it because of their religion or, or of uh willing to sacrifice their life for something um what's preventing or something along that lines of using that to either one force someone to do it against their will or um can we use it to benefit take out uh some type of habit like if a person has like a mental disease, can this be used to get rid of that as well? Or like, stop them from like, harming themselves, like a heavy drug user or something like that?
0: Well, the the particular VMAT2 gene, again, is tied directly to, you know, fundamentalism and radical uh, radicalism. So, you know, there's other genes that are tied to every other trait that you could imagine. So um, and of course, they could do gene editing. On every level, so yeah, they they can do this in anything that you can imagine them doing. They they can do it. But the thing that's scary is who gets to decide, right? That's my my big thing always: who gets to decide whose uh, God gene right gets erased or replaced? Who who's the
3: who is that? Who gets to decide that?
0: Like who's to say that your fundamental idea of God is more important than that guy's?
3: That was um one of the things i always enjoyed about um watchmen they that was uh, something that they they quoted who watches the watchers mm-hmm. right so who who regulates or who would regulate the regulators of doing this splicing like is it something like because i wouldn't want our government to do it because like the u.s government like is poor when it comes to the everything a lot of stuff. <laughs>
4: The yeah. <laughs> real question is what qualifies them to be that regular regulator? Like exactly. Like who, who are you? Like, you know what I mean? It's gotta be a, a form of conceitedness.
0: Yeah. It's a form of eugenics is exactly what it is. I mean, it's literally manipulating genes to uh, create a certain outcome in society. You know, you're altering the gene pool. This is what Hitler was doing or what he was trying to do. There's no difference. So, you know, and I get like, oh, you know, we could stop the guy from blowing up the market with the vest. I get that, but again, where is the line drawn, right? Now, I'm not a religious person. I, I read a lot of religious texts, but I'm not particularly religious. I like to consider myself like a spiritual type, right? Um, that gene that it, it would still affect me the same. I wouldn't be able to have the same connections to what I call the universe as you would to what you call God. That that it just wouldn't be there.
1: Before we, we got on all that, one of the questions was, how could this all be put into place, right? So going back to our good friend at the beginning of this episode, we talked about Sergey Montes, And he had these four steps that he believed was going to happen in order for Project Bluebeam to take place. Let's talk about how would we get this to work, right? Let's, let's talk about how he, he believed this was going to happen. In order to get everyone in the world to fall in line with a worldwide religion, you would need to have every person on earth witness something so unbelievable that the only explanation would be that it was sent by a higher power. The goal is to accomplish this feat by projecting a worldwide hologram that would depict the second coming of Christ. Monast, who we talked about earlier, believed that there were four steps that will happen in order to pull off this theory successfully step one the breakdown of all archaeological knowledge by faking earthquakes at precise locations around the world fake discoveries would be accomplished that would explain how religious texts that currently exist are completely wrong this makes sense if you want to ingrain a new way of thinking then you must prove the old way is wrong step two a gigantic showing of holographic laser projections in the sky would need to take place on a global scale. The projections would show whatever deity is most predominant in that area of the world and will speak in every language. I think somebody had asked that question earlier, so that is something that he did think about. At the end of these projections, all gods would appear in the sky and merge into one god, or what he describes as the Antichrist. Step 3. Telepathic, electronic, two-way communications between everyone's god of choice. By using extremely low-frequency radio waves, there will be a direct connection to to your deity of choice in order to strengthen the effects of the holographic projections. Step 4. Make humanity believe that there is going to be an alien invasion in every major city and make Christians believe that the rapture is about to happen. Make them believe that the alien invasion is actually the rapture. What do you guys think about his four steps to make making sure that Project Bluebeam can be conceived and believed by everybody on the planet? Did he miss anything, or does he have everything pretty much covered?
4: I was just going to say, I feel like uh, with uh, some of the recent events... Uh, Gone on with like the projection of those moons and then the floating cities, they kind of dropped the ball. Like if they had followed his plan, it probably
1: would have worked a lot better. I'm happy you brought that up because that was something I really wanted to get into later on in the episode. But I mean, that's a great segue to get into it now. There's a lot of things that have been, quote unquote, could have been tests of this Project Bluebeam holographic technology, right? Uh, We recently, in the IRH News episode, talked about the double moon over Dubai, where these two moons were depicted by hologram to be in the sky over Dubai and were caught on video cameras and and pictures from all over the web. I mean, they were everywhere. Like, if you you could simply just uh, Google – uh, double moon in Dubai and you'll see pictures of it from many different angles many different distances it turned out to be a projection on a giant screen held up by um cranes but let's just be honest this was something that had a lot of people tricked uh there's people out there that believe that uh you know and I I know a lot of, this is a this is a sensitive subject for a lot of people but there's a lot of people out there that believe that 911 was simply a projection of a hologram and that the planes actually didn't even exist, that this was one of the very preliminary tests, first tests of the Project Bluebeam technology. And then as CJ was ju- had just mentioned that you had the floating city in China, the ship that was seen floating on the horizon, were these all tests of Project Bluebeam or are we all believing the explanation by the mass media that these were
4: trick of the eyes. It's kind of something we're missing here a little bit too, because uh, it was a couple of years ago. uh, They also had a hologram of Tupac performing on stage. Mm -hmm. That's true. And that's like a real, I mean, that's a real low scale in comparison to the ones we just mentioned. But I mean, this was significantly before these.
0: I don't have the link for this video on hand, but if you, if you go on YouTube, anybody could do this. If you go on YouTube and you just type in, um, hologram technology, there's a video on there that says something about, you You know, you can actually see and feel this hologram. And what they're doing is they use frequencies to take a very small object, like a little tiny marble, right? And they bounce it around using frequencies to create whatever image they want. And because they're doing this, they can physically vibrate this object and you can feel it and it can, you know, they can project sound, music, and all these things. And they did a test with the little butterfly. I think the butterfly is the thumbnail. And the butterfly, they say that you can feel the wind, you know, from the wings flapping because of the vibrations of this little thing. Now, if you take that to a macro scale, call it the entire sky and a micro scale or a nanoscale, the smart dust that they've been spraying all over the sky with the chemtrails, they could do this, you know, no problem.
1: Hmm. Jeez, wow. I just I just sent the link to everybody in the chat, by the way.
2: Yeah, I looked it up on YouTube right before you sent it.
4: It kind of makes you think, too, um, with the whole, like, being able to feel it. Like, uh, when they released the PlayStation VR, I don't know if you guys ever had the opportunity to actually use that, but the first time that I used it, it was this, like, simulation of, of descending in a shark cage into the bottom of the ocean, and, like, I could feel myself descending. I could, like, yeah, you know what i mean and like there wasn't any like exactly what you're talking about yeah additional vibe it's just in my because i'm in this vr setting I and mean, my mind was pretty certain that this was happening and i felt what was happening even though it definitely was not
2: yeah i have a i have a oculus uh, vr setup and uh when i first tried it i was playing like a it was like a castle wall defense game where you're like a uh, an archer up on a wall and you got protect this wall from these little stick figure dudes that want to chop your the uh, door to your castle down right and like even though I got looking at it, I'm like this is totally a game but because I was in VR and like it was just so fluid and everything like it tricked my brain and thinking that like I was literally doing that like that I was picking up arrows and you know uh, shooting these arrows at these stick figures and then when I took the headset off it felt like I was like waking up coming out of it, i was just
0: like i have the oculus as well and it's super it's super trippy and it's awesome to play with but you know look into the microsoft hololens that that'll take it the next step further where it's it's the same thing but you can still see the world around you it's augmented reality right and there's a ted talk from like five or six years ago of uh i forget his name he's one of the head dudes at microsoft who's a hololens dude and he's a really creepy guy i don't want to get into it but you know the way he talks about merging technology with humanity and getting rid of our boring, you know, lives as they are and merging with this technology. It's very, it's 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 ominous at very least.
2: Sounds like he wants to turn us into the Borg.
0: Yeah, transhumanism, something like that, maybe. I don't know, but yeah, it's crazy stuff. And, and again, the the micro nanoparticles could be doing this hologram vibration just as easily as a marble, right? So they could do some really mm. think about like. Not even 4K. I mean, if we're talking nanoparticles, you could have something with resolution up there that's impeccable, you know?
1: So this brings up a really good point and and a good question. So with all the stuff that's going on right now, I want everyone to kind of take a second and really think about this, right? You have the entire world releasing information and footage on UFOs. Our government has come out and said that UFOs may be technology not from this planet.
0: Hold on, I'm sorry to cut you off. They they specifically don't use the word planet. They use the word world.
1: Thank you. You're right. You're right. So you could be you you could be talking about multiple dimensions and stuff too. That's a great point, Jeff. Thanks.
0: They particularly don't use the word planet. I've looked into that. Yeah.
1: Still, the question stands. Right. So, are we being groomed right now? Are we being groomed for something like this? You know, you have a lot of people like CJ had said earlier, our old co host, Jake, he just showed up on the unexplained Inc podcast not too long ago, and did a two episode series on the end times according to Christianity. And he did amazing, by the way, and I kind of failed everybody because I, I actually really tried to get him on today, but it was a little too late notice, because I thought he would bring some really good uh, content to this, this subject. Um, but you have a lot of people that are believing that the end times are upon us, that the rapture is going to happen here soon, that we're all being groomed for this to happen. But you have all these uh science minded people that are that are believing in this UFO phenomenon that's coming out now, you know, not not only these crazy uh conspiracy theorists that believe in ufos but now you have all these people jumping on the bandwagon because now it is coming out by government it's it's being officialized now so more and more people are becoming uh comfortable to the idea that ufos are a thing that we may be in contact with other beings soon are we being groomed guys what do you think wes um well in I want to
2: respond to the whole thing about everyone like uh believing that the signs of the- r- the rapture and all that are upon us i I think if a lot of those people that believe that they're already in a position where you know it wouldn't take much more to convince them that the world's about to come to an end or something like that or uh Jesus is coming back you know uh or whatever it is that they believe right um but in in any situation, if you look hard enough at something and you're looking for something specific, you, you're gonna be able to like make that out at whatever you're looking at. You know, like you're gonna be able to see that. Like if if I if I want to see uh like uh Jesus' face in a in a croissant or something, you know, uh <laughs> like people have, like if you look hard enough, like you're gonna be like, Oh yeah, that's that could be His face, you know, or like what? With your example, oh, you know, all these things happening—that could be the sign that the rapture is upon us. You know, if you look hard enough at anything, you could probably make make whatever it is you want to believe out of it. You know, so uh, some of that stuff I don't necessarily believe is what they think people. uh, Excuse me, what people think they they are seeing is—I don't believe that's what's actually happening. You know what I'm saying?
4: Um, the idea, like, that they'd be able to pull something like this off, uh, it could easily be done if we go hand-in-hand with the conspiracy theory of, uh, one world government. Right. You know, we have our world leaders who just, they, they are a standing position for us to look at as separate nations, but really, like, everything's run by a single body or maybe, like, a couple of families, the Illuminati... Uh, skull and bones like rockefellers or however you want to go go down that rabbit hole with that um but in the event that there was just a world government body they would be able to enact this sort of plan on a on a global scale and really work with it and i mean I, i while i was doing research for this um This particular topic did come up, and there was also a suggestion that things such as COVID-19 would be a test to see just how well they could command people on a global scale.
0: Uh, Well, just to tie in the COVID thing for a second, right? In that, what I was talking about earlier with the gene editing, with the VMAT2 gene, you know, they don't need to vaccinate you to do the, the gene editing to kill that gene. Specifically in that talk or in that speech, he says that they can create a virus that kills the gene they don't even have you don't have to So because my buddy was like oh well, what if i just don't pick the vaccine and i'm like you don't have to bro like it could be a, a virus that they create that has no symptoms that's more contagious than any other virus we all get it nobody knows and boom
2: yeah I w- i would agree with that if there was such a thing as a you know one world government like shadow government or whatever like cj was talking about if they wanted to implement something like that they would go about it in the most subtle way possible You know, drawing attention to something wouldn't be the way to do it because by doing that, you create it where right now during this pandemic, you have two distinct groups of people right now. You have those that believe that this is all uh, a a scheme by the government to try to control us. And then there's those that are like science proves that this is actually happening and the rest of you are dumbasses, you know, (laughs) you know, like there's two very separate groups that are very strong in their beliefs. And that's not the way to implement something like that. You know, you want to get everyone to willingly.
0: A subtle cold. Everybody gets the cold. Every, yeah, everybody yeah. thinks it's just the cold this year and whatever, whatever. And we move on. And it's like, oops. Exactly. You know?
4: Unless it's like an us versus them thing, like where they're kind of doing it, like sort of like uh, when it comes to like the racial stuff going on right now, too, where it's like they know that that's what's going to happen. And they basically pit us against each other while they just continue to operate this virus, right?
2: Mhm. Well, I do believe that that's happening, but not because of there being like a shadow government. That's a like, side effect. I, I totally believe I totally believe that there is people out there that would want there to be uh like those in power, I should say, that would want there to be a shadow government where they are behind the scenes pulling all the strings on everything going on in the world, but having worked for the government and seeing the way they interact with each other and whatnot, like I honestly believe it'd be pretty much impossible for there to be such a thing because, I mean, you look at the the four of us in the infinite rabbit hole, you know, we are very, we have, we both love the same things, but we have very different mindsets about how, or in beliefs about it. Right. And you take the government (laughs) and there's just a bunch of bumbling fools that like they're more out for their own personal interest than like one
0: overall interest. You right. Know? Well, that's why Serge Manass doesn't say it's the United States government. It's, it's the UN. Yeah. The yeah. Nations, right. Well, even the UN isn't
2: like of one mind, you know, I mean all the, like all the, uh, the stuff going on where, uh, there's all these countries that are starting to, you know, claim or stand up against China with the whole like genocide stuff going on over there, you know, uh, like not even every like it's taking one country you know it's like one country at a time is saying okay we're standing against china like everyone is like afraid to stand up together theater to against china you know like it's if if the if everyone was of one mind and able to work together they would realize if we all stand up together against them there's nothing they can do to fight back you know
0: yeah, I agree with you 100% but I believe that what we're seeing as far as these people standing up against the CCP for instance I think it's just theater. I don't think anything is actually going to be done. It's just the it's just a continuation of the theater that we've seen forever.
2: I mean yeah I I definitely agree with you on that like it it's going to take more than a handful of countries to stand up against them for anything to actually change. Right. You know, them standing up I believe they have good intentions but the reality is nothing's going to change until you know everyone stands up
0: against them. Here's what I always get to, right? Okay, the countries are all fighting with each other. How do they? How are they going to get along? But it's like, they really do get along. They get along in space and they get along in Antarctica and they get along with the, the money for the most part and the oil for the most part, even though there's war and stuff fighting over it, like the operation, the system as a whole, we all know that there's free energy technologies out there, but why hasn't the CCP or Russia or anybody just done it? Because they're all working together to suppress a lot of things, even though they make us think that they're not.
2: I'm glad you brought that up. I'll say that I don't believe it's the government's running things anymore. It's more the corporations. Sure. They have they are able to uh, be of one mind, work together for one goal than all of our governments combined. <laughs>
3: you yeah, know? agreed. Yeah, and I'm that's with you.
2: why the free energy energy stuff is not a thing or not as big as it should be. It's because all the corporations are greedy assholes that just think about money, money, money. Yeah. So shadow run. Yeah. I mean, I guess technically in a way, corporations are the shadow government ruling the world. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Now that I think about it (laughs) in a way. And
0: think about who's owning all of the major corporations. I mean, when we talk about the 13 families and stuff, I mean, let's, you know, it's a small group of people if you really want to get down to it. Absolutely.
2: You know, I take back my whole shadow government thing and, that you're 100% right like it's it's the corporations
4: so like just a th- th- there's this game that I've been playing with for more than a decade I introduced Andrew to it a little bit it's called Shadowrun and the storyline behind this game is that these mega corporations convince government to allow them to purchase territory where the government doesn't have say within the laws and the corporations run these territories uh, eventually it dissolves the world into corporate run um places so you have like uh like Salish territory which is like a native zone and then uh Detroit um turns into like this big area that's primarily where uh, your story takes place but they was is uh government the government still exists but the corporation took power Uh, And initially they started it through lobbying and bribing and then eventually convincing the Supreme court to award them territory that they have governing law over. And a lot of the stuff that we were just talking about exists within the world of this game and happened within a certain sequence of events. And I think it's kind of wild that this exists in a sort of pop cultural sense Um, right in front of our eyes. We can look at this fictional fictional story and it's sort of unfolding in the exact same pattern in front of us Mm -hmm.
2: predictive programming there's a lot of fictional writing and stories and like stories in video games that are have predicted uh what's happening right now i mean cyberpunk 2077 kind of has the same thing where the corporations took over and created like a their own area that is just lawless basically and corporations run it and the government has no say
0: in it you know yeah. And we're seeing that now. I mean, look at the, um, well, I man, I can't think of the word right now, the federal reserve. It's not federal. Think about international mm-hmm. bank and national bank. So th- those are private uh, entities that essentially run the world. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it is the same thing. It's just not as blatant as it would be in like a video game or a movie that we play now. It's just more yeah. like you were saying before, it's more subtle. Yeah.
1: It, this is just a, a theory, right? Another conspiracy theory that goes along with the whole, Project Bluebeam there are people out there that believe that the technology for physically raising a human being off of the ground exists and that the governments or the world government has this technology and that they go out and they test this technology all the time with or that's masked as alien abductions like the beam of light coming out of a UFO and taking people up into the sky is really just a trial run for this hovering technology, for this fake rapture that's going to take place.
0: Frequencies. They've. We already know that they can do frequency vibration. That hologram video that I just told you guys about a minute ago is exactly that. And if they can do that with particles or a marble, they could do it with your body. They hit you with the right frequency. You're floating in the air. Scary shit. Well, I was just going to say, you know, Everybody, when you say the words, you know, five G, everybody's they they cringe. It's almost as bad as flat Earth, right? But the reality of it is, you know, it's a it's uh, if you look into the technology of five G, there's a lot of physicists and scientists that are like, well, there's a lot of problems with this between EMF radiation and electromagnet uh magnetism or whatever. You know, I'm not a scientist, but you know, there's issues. So we don't know what that is, and we also don't know what Elon Musk is putting in the atmosphere with Starlink. You know, Uh they could be frequency amplifiers.
2: The whole 5G thing, 5G has been around a lot longer than what people think. I mean, that's just the frequency at which these signals are being sent out. Right. But 5G has been around. And like, I'm sure almost every, probably every single person here, their Wi-Fi router has 5G. I, I I would bet. And that's been around for a very long time. And I'm sure that... 5G has been used for other applications for a very, very, very long time. So like when I hear about people will talk about, oh, 5G is going to be dangerous and this and that. I'm like, this this stuff has been around for a very, very long time. And, you know, I don't understand why everyone's all of a sudden making a big fuss out of it.
0: Right. So it's not all of a sudden. When we were kids, I don't know how old you are, Wes, but at least when I was a kid, um, you know, there was a, a kind of a known thing. 33 okay i'm 31 so we're right in the same group but when i when we were kids man you know you knew not to put your head right i don't know about you my mom told me don't put your head next to the phone all the time you know don't put your head next to the wi-fi router right all these things there there's plenty of real good science that has been done from around the world from independent uh, scientists that have found all sorts of issues with you know these different forms of radiation that's being put off right uh And you look at the rise of people with cancer and autism and all these different things that are happening. And sure, causation and correlation I get, but there's definitely, definitely risks. You just got to find all the science, not just, again, the science that's put out by the media. Everything's good. Don't worry about it. No,
2: I definitely agree with you with that. But also, I mean, we we get exposed to radiation every single day, just Mm -hmm. being out in the sun. And whatnot you t- you you take a flight somewhere you're you're getting exposed to an elevated uh amount of radiation just mm-hmm. because you're higher up in the atmosphere i mean radiate you we're all exposed to radiation on a daily basis but it's such a small minute amount that it's it's not a big deal because our bodies are able to deal with it radiation is is present throughout the entire universe you I know um, but i do believe that a lot of these Issues people have nowadays is is more related to, uh, advanced manufacturing processes and stuff and things that are being put into everything now into right. food, food, into water products we use plastics, right. cars, techn- like everything you know. Sure, everything is new materials and whatnot.
0: Bro, I'm with you a hundred percent. You know. So I, you know what I mean? I'm not saying it's one thing and it is, you know, it's just the 5g, but you know, there is definitely effects, you know, again, the, there's scientific studies that there are effects. And the thing about the 5g is it's an, it is a new technology. I, I get what you're saying that it's been around for a few years, but that's a very short time. And if you consider, you know, the human lifespan and what's it going to do to you in 50 years and what's it going to do to your kids in a hundred years, right? We don't know that stuff. And it's a new millimeter wave technology it's it's hitting you it's hitting your cells much faster at a much higher frequency than what we're used to with all of the previous wi-Fis and these other things so there is a lot of unknowns
2: yeah there's definitely unknowns and a lot of this stuff I mean I mean we've seen throughout the years what what was considered standard practice or safe say 20 years ago we found mm-hmm. out now like you know what? We are way off with that. That yeah. that that shit is fucking people up. Exactly. <laughs> we should probably stop doing that.
1: Anyways, to get back on topic now. I know I just shut down the whole 5G conversation, but I have one more thing to kind of throw in your ears and maybe get you to squirm around a little bit and Jeff, earlier you were talking about chemtrails, nanoparticles, right? And how chemtrails Uh, I'm going to fuck this up, but they have these nanoparticles in them that get absorbed into the skin. Is that correct?
0: I mean, look, they're nanoparticles. They could be absorbed into anything and everything. They're
1: tiny. True, true, true. So my question here is, what if 5G isn't necessarily 5G? It is just a title given to it so that everyone can accept it better and really what it is is more of like a remote control.
0: I've gone deep into that. Yeah, so basically, here's the thing, and and there's a patent. I forget the number of the patent. I'm usually pretty good at remembering that, but there's a patent out there for uh, smart dust, right? Which is literally nano computers that are sensors. They sense anything and everything that you can imagine. A sensor is sensing. Um, we know that they can broadcast frequencies to input information on all types of wavelengths, right? So there's no reason to think that these nano bots, these computer chips that would be floating around through your through your body wouldn't be able to pick up a frequency, and through the uh, gateway process document that I was telling you about, you know they can input information into both hemispheres of your brain that you'll indefinitely act upon according to them. So yeah, the the five G, uh, just for a quick second, right? The five G might be okay. There might be mild risk, just like anything else, right? Sure, fine, fair enough. But with the smart dust, who, who's to say that they're not? you know, using those 5G millimeter waves to input information into the nanoparticles into your body and in, and input specific information that they need to input for whatever reason. Again, I mean, this could be part of the blue, be- the blue beam projections in your mind, right? The uh, telekinetic communication to your specific deity might be more of a technological rather than a telekinetic, if that makes sense, or a telepathic, excuse yeah. me.
1: Absolutely. Jeff, do you have any, like, off-the-wall, like, you got to dig real deep or any personal theories about project Bluebeam that you could share with us?
0: Yeah, I've got one that I've never actually seen anywhere. Um, As far as I know, it's my own theory, but what I would think is that maybe there is something, okay. These people who control the world, right? These 13 families or whatever you want to, you know, subscribe to the controllers. They have a belief, right? And that belief is, something that I don't necessarily know, CJ probably knows it better than I do. But you know, they have a belief just the same as anybody else's belief. And, you know, I think that they believe something is going to happen. I think that they believe the real event, right, the real coming of whatever they believe Christ figure is, is happening, whether that is aliens or God or whatever, it doesn't matter. They they think it's gonna happen. So they are going to trick us into thinking their version is the real one. So when
3: the Mm -hmm. real God comes
0: back, or the real aliens come, We'll all fight against it. We'll all join together and with our fake hologram alien army or whatever, and we'll fight against the real aliens that are coming here to be like, yo, we're back. You know,
4: it's really strange. Like um, to bring up the 13 families and like their religious beliefs, because most of them don't necessarily belong to all the same faith. Like some of them are Masons, Some of them are golden Mm -hmm. dawn. Some of them are Amworks, Some of them are Illuminati. Some of them are, Mm -hmm. skull and bones some of them are saturn it's all saturn yeah so like it's really it's i mean a lot of those faiths and and paths have a a similar end story um but they don't necessarily uh what's the word i'm looking for corroborate maybe
0: i just believe that they're trying to bring back what they would call the golden age right when you know, uh, they're they're doing all the sacrificing, all these blood rituals and the symbol rituals on days and things. All this is just in their minds, I think, to do these rituals to yaldabaoth bay off Saturn, right? The Demiurge. I think that's what they're trying to do. I don't want to get too deep into that, but you know, that's my theory. It could hold weight. So that's interesting, right? So,
1: how do you guys feel about that? How do you feel that something like, let's say, Project Bluebeam is real? Okay? This is something that the world governments are really trying to put together. They're going to fake an alien invasion. They're going to fake the second coming of Jesus Christ. They're going to fake this stuff or they're going to uh do this, right? To really mask a real event that's going to come, right? Or they're putting out this information to mask a real event. What if they know that biblical verses are true? What if they know of an impending alien invasion. What if they know this stuff and they're putting this stuff out ahead of time to get us ready to, to join this one world government and basically all band together to fight off this invasion, whether it be aliens or Jesus, whether it be for the good or the bad of the world.
4: How do you guys feel about that? I don't know if I'd want to fight Jesus if he came back. That doesn't sound like a good plan at all. This one man, like you, march the whole world's army against him. We're gonna get him. He'd be like, and we are all dead. I
1: get that, but what if the, the what if this one world government is trying to because what what is power? Right, power is power. Having everybody on your side is power. That is what the biggest currency in the world is is power. What is money? Money is power. Everything is power. So if they can get you to be on their side, and that way they can control you. They can turn you into slaves. They can make you buy their stupid cell phones or whatever, right? They, they're You're on their side. You're purchasing, you're subscribing to their religion. And now Jesus Christ comes down and everyone goes, but we're a part of this religion. You know, now everyone thinks that the, the second coming of Jesus is fake. I mean, what if they're trying to to make it so that your belief is all fucked up?
0: To just get to your direct question, right? Like, you wouldn't want to fight Jesus, neither would I, right? Um, but if you thought Jesus already came, and then here's another thing that's coming, you'd fight alongside the thing you thought was Jesus.
4: Oh, that's very true. Like, we go back to that uh, original guy uh, whose name I also cannot pronounce. Um, Serge Manast. Uh, Right, Manast. Um, His... His theory of like the Antichrist and everything like in in Jesus did come back. We are talking about a man who in the Bible, you can read this story, got pissed off at a fig tree and cursed it and it died the next day. He really just straight up cursed the tree and killed it and just walked it out like it didn't happen and he does stuff like that and we we ignore that in that book because it's convenient to not but he really did walk up to a fig tree and was like i see that you're bearing no fruit you shall never bear fruit again and you will die tomorrow and it died like and like the story continues and there's like this brief mention like oh yeah they came back and the tree was fucking dead the next day like he does stuff like that you would have to be stupid to march against
0: him the whole thing is this is the final act of defiance against god in revelation right like it's the final act of defiance so in in
3: right, my like personal opinion like that right
0: in my which is interesting you say that because when we're talking about those videos of the holograms there's videos of horns being blared in the sky all over the place as well which is interesting
4: ooh, but ooh, so, yes
0: yeah um i lost my train of <laughs> um <laughs> uh fuck was i gonna say
4: Fucking Jeremy
1: out of left field. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, Jeff. I'm just so happy we're getting all that in, man. This is a lot of good (laughs) shit. (laughs) Uh,
3: That's funny.
2: I got a question. If, If Jesus actually did come back, do you think people would actually recognize that it's Jesus and that he had come back? I don't... Given the current climate of the world?
0: Sure. Here's the thing, right? Again, I'm not religious. So I... You know, if I saw Jesus in the sky, knowing what I know, I would obviously know that it's it's not Jesus, right? But I think there's enough people, and there's a lot of people, and with the control of the the media's and all the other control that they have out there, if if this event we're talking about happened, especially on a genetic scale, I mean, there's uh, you (laughs) who's not going to fall for it? Well, I only
2: ask that because I feel like if something like that happened, everyone. That is super religious and whatnot, or even the the smallest amount religious, you know. Because like you, I'm not religious at all, um, but I feel like everyone that is religious in some, you know, shape or form, or whatever, uh, they have their own version in their head of what it would be like if he did come back, you know, and that would confuse some people. I I feel like, like if. I suppose if Jesus came up to me I'd be like, yo this this crackhead is talking is pretty lit or whatever, you know, like I'm going to What would you him.
0: what would be the equivalent to US? Like what would be your equivalent? Would it be like an alien showing up? Like what would be your equivalent to to Jesus coming back?
2: Um I don't know to be honest, like the I'm,
0: Anunnaki I'm, coming I'm, down I and being like, like "Hey, I'm... we're the Anunnaki <laughs> and the was right." Like which which what thing?
2: I I, I don't know. I, I'm pretty open-minded, but like I'm pretty I feel like a lot of my beliefs is also backed by science and whatnot. Sure. I do believe there to be other life out there. You know, and there's, I believe that there's a whole lot out there that we don't know about yet, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so if anything happened, that was crazy. I'd probably be like, uh, I'm not sure if this is actually happening, but then like, if it continued, like seeing, if I kept seeing from multiple sources that something big is happening, or whatever, I, I would probably,
0: exactly so if you didn't fall for if you didn't fall for all the other shit you would fall for the high priest of scientism Neil deGrasse Tyson coming out and being like yeah this is real mm-hmm.
4: oh he said scientism that's that's the second time this week I've heard that word Michio Kaku came and told you it was all good
0: Michio Kaku the second high priest of scientism
4: just just kind of like to kind of go back to something that was a play on what Wes said there there is this idea that in the event Jesus does come back that he won't necessarily appear in the same form to all of us, that he would take the form of whatever we would be most, most comfortable accepting him as Jesus in. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking colonial white America. We might see white Jesus where the rest of us with a brain would see black Jesus.
3: Cause I am, I am Christian. I I do believe there was someone like uh, Jesus at that time frame. but he was in the middle, he was in the middle East. He would have looked like, uh, people from the middle east he would not have been white but yeah but you're right you would see whatever you're
0: most I- inclined to believe and again they can they already know what that is based off of all the data that they've collected and so on and so forth so
4: like if you're willing to accept that mudkip was jesus he would present himself as mudkip to you i am jesus and you be like oh shit all right mm-hmm.
0: and i'm standing next to you right shoulder to shoulder and i'm seeing you know uh quetzalcoatl right so but it's it, yeah
4: and then and then i'm standing next to all of you guys and all i see is vibrating light
0: mm-hmm. right there you go yeah exactly I
4: mean, we're all we're all laughing and stuff right now but i'm going to personally thank wes for bringing that point up because that was actually like a really important concept to talk about project blue beam in itself where they're saying that they're going to present jesus to us and tying in the algorithms and then the data collection and then the insertion of images into your mind directly rather than a hologram directly into the sky. And like Wes really tied it together with that thought. Um where, you know, we have that idea of it can be presented to us and what we'd be most comfortable accepting. Right. Good job, Wes. Thank you. Crushing it. Thank you. Yeah, we didn't just bring shovels for this rabbit hole. We brought the whole excavator. Like Well that's why I brought Jeff. <laughs> He said, get the drill. We need core samples.
0: (laughs) Speaking of core samples, here's a fun fact, right? A little off topic for you. Core samples, anybody know the deepest hole ever drilled by humans on this planet? Six miles. I think it's eight miles. It might be six. Um, But they had to stop because, you know, they just couldn't go any further. The temperatures and the the heat and the pressures, they just weren't able to go any further. And uh, the whole way down, apparently... The, all of the readings they were taken you know from the radar penet- ground penetrating radar and stuff was wrong so everything they thought they would come across along the way it was wrong and there is no ground penetrating radar that can scan the entire globe so uh, this is kind of like going back to my idea where like we all have this idea of how the earth is formed and how it's how it functions you know the solid iron core with the molten iron spinning around and it creates all these forces and stuff but nobody's ever actually, observed that and, or tested that or peer reviewed that. So I support hollow earth. Could be.
2: What blew, blew my mind, not, I guess it was probably like a year or two ago was I found out that they, they figured out that uh, like what they taught when we were in school, like, you know, elementary school and high school about uh, uh, the tectonic plates and all that was not accurate. Mm-hmm. That like, that's not how it works at all. And I remember when I found that out like a year or two ago, I was just like,
0: like, yeah, wait, wait till you find out that fossil fuels aren't fossil fuels. They're tectonic plate fuels and there's an unlimited supply, but they couldn't tell us that because they got to put a price tag on it. So they call it fossil fuels. Well, now I'm mad.
4: My gas is like $3 (laughs) a gallon right now. The fuck?
0: (laughs) That
2: High uh, gas prices are killing me with a 33 gallon tank in my truck.
0: Could be free because it's an unlimited resource. So, you know, this, again, you could tie all these types of things together where, you know, what does the science say? And it's again, it's like there's a battle still. There's only a few sciences that are are fact and some of them are really important. Um, but there's a lot that's still debated and we need to kind of, I think, pull ourselves away from like, what is the science? And really observe like there's multiple viewpoints on the science for a lot of things.
1: Well, my second family, which is basically my my uncle and my aunt, right? I was brought up in that family to be very scientifically minded. And I, you know, grew up, you know, I think I was like 14 years old until my mid twenties where everything had to have a scientific explanation. And I mean, that's kind of the basis of how I feel now when I'm talking about cryptids and all the stuff coming from infinite rabbit hole. But the problem with science right now is that everything's so political. What is mm-hmm. the actual good science that's coming out? because if you go by the scientific theory, there is a lot of science right now that is not by the scientific uh, the the scientific theory. yeah, the method I'm sorry, the scientific method, and everyone is just taking it for fact, but nobody's actually going out there and saying, where is the research to this research? Because one thing that a lot of people don't understand about science, right? Science is how you disprove other science. So even from day one, when someone was like, um, I don't know, dirt is actually just air, but it's old air, right? Man, I'm completely making that up. That's Bullshit, but now we know that dirt is crumbled rock and sediment and all this, other, you know, trees falling down and crumbling and stuff, and it all makes dirt now, right? But then someone can come come through and say, no, that's wrong. Dirt is actually mechanical or you know whatever, and th- those are horrible examples. But the 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 right. the fact of the matter the is, science is has always science, changed. right? Science. I wouldn't say
2: I wouldn't necessarily say it's there to disprove other things because. I mean, in the very beginning, there was a lot of things that we didn't even know about and science just found, you know, not necessarily disproved.
0: This isn't a a battle for me about like, believe science or not. This is truly a battle of sticking to the scientific method, right? The the difference Mm -hmm. between scientism and science is, do you follow the scientific method to to come to your conclusion or not? So when we talk about things like Mm -hmm. astrophysics, for instance, they're just looking at lights in the sky and they have theories, and when those theories don't line up with what they observe, they change the theories. That's why the solar system and the universe is always changing every single day. There's a new breakthrough in what they discovered. You know what I'm saying? And and you can't really recreate or test or do the peer review studies on these types of things. So there's a difference between belief in what the guy in the robe told you, scientism, and science that is peer-reviewed and tested and can be recreated over and over again with the same results.
2: That's what I consider to be the real science. The the real scientists and whatnot they they don't give a they don't care about any of the political BS surrounding whatever it is. They're like, this is what we we did. This is what we found, and this is these other people who found who came to the same conclusion. So whether or not you believe that or not, we don't care. This is
0: mm-hmm. what
2: is as, as of right now. This is what we can consider fact until it's disproven or,
0: or whatever you know and we see it more now than ever with things like you know lockdowns and masks and all these types of things you know there is one group of scientists that say one thing and there's a whole group of scientists that say another but what happened was if you remember last year all these scientists were saying all the stuff about the lockdowns and what happened they got zucked they got zucked right yeah and, yeah. and that's, that's not listening to the science. That's listening to your science, right? If you're on one side or the other. So there is a, yeah, there's a debate out there about a lot of this stuff.
2: Yeah, that, that's, that's a massive, huge, huge topic that I I encounter something to do with it almost every day because I work out in, in the field for my current mm-hmm. job, you know, around town and whatnot. And I encounter people on one side or the other on, on an almost daily basis, and that's not even counting all the stuff I see on like Facebook and whatnot that I'm yeah. just like, you know, people are welcome to make their own decisions about whatever. But a, a lot of the science around everything going on, you know, I believe to be to be accurate, you know. But that's my choice. If you if you don't want to believe. Sure. Believe it and whenever, that's fine. Then that's, that's fine. That's up to you.
0: Yeah, that's where mandates become a problem, right? When you mandate something, when you make something a requirement or or something like that, and you're forcing it on people when the science isn't out yet, right? Or when the the bell hasn't rung. I ain't hear no bell, right? I'm not selling.
2: Well, I think I think in some cases, some of these mandates and whatnot is is a good thing. Like I, I'm on the side of believing masks are are help, helpful. The, the social distancing can't is is helping. And whatnot, but that's it. Only works if everyone's doing it, or the majority of the people are doing it, right? Because the way this virus can spread, just like any other, any other thing, um, it can get out of hand very quickly, you know. And I'm like, it's spread through water droplets in the air and whatnot, right? And if I wear a mask, that's going to prevent that, or it's going to increase uh, the odds of it getting out to to someone
0: else you know and i understand but it it, it just the problem is you know at first it was one thing right here's here's the fact of the matter and then oh all of a sudden surface transmission is not almost non-existent so we kind of we kind of goofed on that one let's change it oh it comes to find out that you know and it's just like oh it can't live in the sunlight we figured that out later on and i get that we're always learning new things about things so things have to change to go with that Mm -hmm. but we don't do that as a society. We have a, uh, an emotional reaction to things and we just jump to the first solution. Yeah. And it's usually a problem reaction solution. You know, it's a high, high galleon.
1: All right. Hey, hold yeah. on. Let me jump in here, guys. Mm-hmm. We're, we're way off topic. Now, let me ask you guys one last question and I want everyone to answer individually. And we'll start with Jeff since uh, Jeff is our special guest today. And, uh before we get to there jeff i just want to say thank you again for coming on to infinite rabbit hole you have been an amazing guest but your final thoughts project blue Beam, true or false
0: true you know there's enough dots that you can connect all, you know all roads lead to Rome, right so you connect enough of the dots then we've only connected a few here but um it, 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 to me all of the technology that has been created and and all of the things that could be used to make this happen are there. All the tools are in place. All of the social constructs are in place. Everything is in place. All it's going to take is the event to happen. And I don't have any trust in not only our government, but any government based on all these dots. Right. So I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be the case.
1: Right on. Andrew, do you believe that Project Bluebeam is true or false and why?
3: Um. I don't think to the extent of what was written is true. Uh, I can see like bits and pieces of it, Um, but just the way that uh, everything worked out, right? Um, I mean, because generally uh, people are stupid, right? Uh, But like a person is smart. Uh, When you have something like that, it is going to cause conflicts, right? Because even if, uh, you have something where I see what I want to see and the next person sees what they want to see, I'm going to uh, call that person out because I see what I see, right? And I don't think it would really bring people together as more it would separate because if I see uh, my uh, God as what it would be or the, the thing is what it would be, but maybe like mine has like brown hair and then my parents uh see it but theirs have red hair or blonde hair or or other like factors right i think that's just gonna cause more like dissent amongst pe- uh, people than like bringing us together um but like i one of the things i don't i'm not skeptic of is uh, i definitely know there are there has to be aliens out there right and Mm -hmm. the idea of um one mass uh an organization trying to get everyone together to to fight against aliens uh to me makes sense but again if they can get to us what the hell are we gonna do right on jeff did you have
1: something else
0: yeah just quickly i mean if they fun vaxxed you right if they killed the vmat too you wouldn't have a strong enough conviction uh to fight the guy next to you about what you guys saw because you're you wouldn't have the fundamental uh radical gene in your body that might trigger you to have those types of arguments with him anymore so but i see what you're saying i, I agree with you right know. wes
1: do you believe project blue beam is true or false and why
2: um i would i would uh say that i don't necessarily believe in it just due to the fact of how much organization and cooperation there would have to be amongst all the governments or all the people involved and knowing how hard it is for uh, a lot of these people to you know get behind get behind each other to move towards one goal is damn near impossible in this day and age. Uh, I I would have to say, I'm, I don't think it's, uh, uh, I can't think of the word I want to say. Uh, plausible? Plausible? Possible. Yeah, plausible. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, plausible. I don't believe it's it's plausible at this point.
1: Wow. CJ, Project Bluebeam, true, false, and why?
4: Solid, maybe. Solid, I would not be shocked.
1: <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> Simple and to the point. My personal opinion on this, my personal opinion on Project Bluebeam is that I do think that there is somebody out there that has this plan to go ahead and go forward with. I unfortunately uh well, actually I fortunately uh agree with Wes here and I don't think that the organization is going to be available. Um Wes and I have had the pleasure of serving in the Navy together. <laughs> and we have seen firsthand that the government does not work well together. Um, the amount of people that it would need in order to have something like this actually be successful is astronomical. You got to think of every single little job there is. You have to have somebody to set up the technology, someone to write the code, someone to put these, these, uh, micro into the air somebody to build a technology to be able to project these images into the sky and then you have to keep you have to keep these people quiet that's hard can i think of people can, people such as bob lazar go ahead man you're good
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah sorry i don't mean to cut you off i just you make a good point um however we, they do get along like i said before in antarctica and on the space station and in a lot of other ways that we just don't really recognize on the surface, but right. Um, you don't you don't have to control every piece of it. You, it's compartmentalization. Number one, two, and you you guys know how that works, right? Number two, um, mm-hmm. all of those dots you're talking about, like where's the the who's going to do the spraying and the genetic modifications and all these little pieces. Those are all the dots that I'm talking about have been connected. They're all connected, not by right. just me, but you know many people have connected all these dots. So um it's it, that's why i believe a solid yes you know
1: the only thing that i have to combat that is that you have to keep everybody quiet and epstein. i know you can get as far as you can no i do I, I get it i do i absolutely understand but even epstein you have giselle that's coming out with a whole bunch of shit supposedly <laughs> You know what the the encyclopedia of information that she's going to be ready to drop or whatever.
0: Three million pages, yeah. It's it's yeah. it's theater exactly. If it ever gets dropped, it's theater again. Yeah, I mean, I get what right. you're saying, and I'm with you. I'm not, you, you know, I, I don't want to be the guy that's just like, no matter what, I'm right. But you know, yeah. I, there's not just one Epstein. How many Epstein's are there? You know what I mean? So this, oh, it's not it. beyond me to believe that they could corrupt just the right amount of people in just the right places to keep. Just the right people shut up, you know, you shut up or you're this is going down, you know, so.
1: Jeff, you make an unbelievable argument. And I 100% believe that the goal is there. I do think that they're going to attempt to do this. I just don't know if they're going to be successful. And I don't think that they're going to be successful because the, the human nature of humans. Like, we're, we're, we don't work well together. We're dumb. We're stupid. You have, you're going to have resistance. You're going to have a whole bunch of stuff that's just not going to let it happen. I do believe that the plan is there. Project Bluebeam is real. I absolutely 100% believe that Project Bluebeam is real. I just don't know if it's going to be able to get kicked off, man.
0: We're on the same page.
1: And I think, thankfully for us, thankfully that this is not going, I, I don't think it's going to be successful. And I think that's a good thing. Um, but what mm-hmm. does bother me, mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now. And as my closing thoughts on this episode, what really does bother me is one, one thing that Jeff alluded to is what are they really trying to hide? What, what is really coming that they're trying to, to hide? What are they trying to get us ready for? That is what scares the living shit out of me, Jeff. And I'm I like, I'm getting like the pinpricks all over my body right now talking about this because I'm legitimately nervous about what is going to come.
0: Me too, man. Honestly, me too. But I'm not scared. I'm with you. I think that humanity is, is the the thing that's going to win. I mean, I don't have any doubts that we're going to lose this spiritual war, if you want to call it that. Uh, but I do believe, like you said, the project is real. I believe there is somebody who's got it on the books and they're going to try it. It's just not going to they're not going to win, you know, let's
1: let's hope. Right. Well, Jeff, I'd like to say thank you for coming on to infinite rabbit hole today. Honestly, man, this was a pleasure. You far outdid yourself today and you brought a lot of really, really good information. I hope that I didn't, you know, step on your toes today by disagreeing with you a little bit there at the end. But I just want to say thank you again. I love your podcast. If anybody out there listening to the infinite rabbit hole enjoys this show, go listen to shadow band. They do an awesome, awesome conspiracy conspiracy theory podcast. And Jeff is a, is just a genius. He has a confidence about the way he talks. He has a very good presence on the mic. His, his chemistry with his cousin and her husband are very authentic and very true um jeff i I can't say enough good things about you and your podcast so i'm actually going to leave this to you to be able to put out your information so that anybody listening to this podcast can go over to your podcast and listen to your episodes including the one where you had me on as a guest where we got to talk about cryptids and i also want to say thank you for letting me come on to your your episode and letting me spread my knowledge a little bit because I haven't even been able to do that on my podcast. Uh, but I really do appreciate you letting me come on yours and doing it
0: for sure, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm grateful to be here, honestly. And, and like I said at the beginning, no pressure. Right. But, um, yeah, I really appreciate it, man. You, you, you know, you make me feel like I'm thinking a little bit harder than I always feel like I'm thinking about this stuff. If that makes sense. You you guys made me feel like I might be on to something here. So I appreciate you guys just as much. Um, you guys are always welcome to come on my podcast. I'm always looking for people. So if any of you guys ever want to come on, you know, about any topic that you might have a question about, let's do it. Um anybody can find me at Shadow Band Podcast, Shadow Band Podcast Facebook group, Shadow Band Podcast, Instagram, uh anywhere you find podcasts, it's pretty easy to find. Um that's pretty much it, man. I mean, you know, I don't know. <laughs> this is my first yeah. time being on somebody else's podcast, actually. this You guys are my first. You're popping my cherry here. So, um ooh, ooh. yeah. Six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Anybody else have anything to say before we go ahead and turn this off?
4: Andrew, you want to squeak your chair one last time?
3: I mean. Can you hear it? <laughs> the frequencies, man. Oh the frequencies. God, over. <laughs> I literally just knocked stuff off my shelf because of that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a wrap, guys. That is a wrap on season two of the Infinite Rabbit Hole podcast. I'd like to say a special thank you to Jeff again. Thanks again for coming on today, man, and for making this season finale a special one. And I also want to say thank you to my newly evolved co-hosts i guess you could say they are now known as the assholes wes cj and andrew thanks yeah.
3: guys hey. Hey. yeah i like it
1: <laughs> we'll be known as jeremy and the assholes for now on yeah Pretty solid punk, punk rock man <laughs> we have a really really awesome season three lined up for you guys that we all sat down and created the lineup. Who knows? Maybe Jeff will make another appearance for season three. As long as we didn't scare Jeff away, I can definitely see a little bit into the future here and, and say that Jeff will be back on Infinite Rabbit Hole. Um, hopefully we didn't scare him away.
0: But I hope so. Now, nah, man, I'm about it. I hope I don't scare you guys away. You don't watch enough of my episodes. You might never talk to me again.
1: Oh, <laughs> no, man. We love you even more now that's it that's a wrap season two is done thank you again guys and we'll see you down the next path of the infinite rabbit hole hey everyone thank you for joining us on this episode of infinite rabbit hole if you'd like to reach out to us you can do so at infinite at gmail.com follow us at facebook.com forward slash infinite rabbit hole follow us on twitter at twitter.com forward slash infinite rh follow us on instagram at infinite underscore rabbit underscore hole we're always looking for someone that has a story to share So if you feel like you've experienced a strange encounter with something that you can't explain, reach out to us. Let us know. Come on, have a good time. Tell your story. And if for some reason you don't want to show up on a podcast, send us a letter in our email in a format that we can read to the fans, and we'll be more than happy to read it to everybody. Well, that's all for this episode. We'll see you next time down the infinite rabbit hole.